When I think about being exhausted, I think about one specific day and one specific hike. Back in college, a friend of mine and I drove across the country, wanted to tackle the Grand Canyon. Day one, we start down the South Kaibab Trail, and I realized probably not the best day to break in, new boots and a new backpack, but you press on, and hey, downhill is easy. Spend the night in Phantom Ranch, amazing creation, beautiful stars, freezing cold, but got a good night's sleep and you know, gear up for day two. Strap on the shoes, and it already hurts before you even take some steps. Put on the backpack, and same thing. The shoulders are already hurting before you even start the first step on the nine-mile hike out. But you press on because, hey, you don't have any food, and you don't have um, any options. Snow on the ground, and so you press on. I can't remember how many times I told my buddy, hey, hey, man, sorry, I just I need a quick break. I just got to catch my breath. My friend was patient, but you could tell he was getting frustrated and probably getting a little worried if I was actually going to make it out or just die there in the snow. You keep going, you press on, and the exhaustion kicks in, and all you want to do is just take the backpack off and just lay down in the snow. You don't care about how stupid of an idea that is. You just want some rest because you are completely exhausted. Eventually, you make it out. Eventually, you get to dinner that night, and literally sitting at dinner, we didn't say a word. I was too tired to talk. I was just completely spent. My name is Stephen Seabolt. My name is Ernie Wagoner. This is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our mind on things above. Over the next three weeks, we're going to dive into a passage in Matthew 11. So let's begin here. At the end of Matthew chapter 11, Jesus makes some pretty profound statements, uh, implied promises that are really significant to our lives today. He, he says this statement. He says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. He says, Come to me. Those who are thirsty and hungry, those who are tired, and those who are overwhelmed. And I love this statement, come to me. Like I said, it's it's an implied promise. If you come to me in this place of weariness, fatigue, and tiredness, I will fill you. I will give you rest. I will meet the needs that you have in your life. And what I love about this in this text is it's, it's coming out of this statement that Jesus says. He says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father. And so it's this statement of come to me and remember who it is that you're coming to. The one who owns all things, who rules over all things, who's in control of all things. This one is the one that I'm calling you to come to. The one who isn't just in control of all things, but the one who has come near to bring us to himself. This one, he says, come to me and I will fulfill your deepest needs. And his invitation to come to him is not an invitation that we earn. When I got to the top of the Grand Canyon, I was totally exhausted. And thankfully, my buddy had a lot more left in the tank. So he was able to go out and flag down a car. And the driver did not say, you guys look like strong hikers, so I'll reward you and help you out. He was much more like, you look like an exhausted wreck. You look completely desperate. And he was probably thinking, let me guess, another hotshot who didn't train for the Bright Angel Trail. I could not hide my weariness. I was completely desperate. But how often do we hide how tired we really are? Or how often do I reject the invitation from Jesus, even when I know I'm tired? His invitation is for the weary. And that's a word that, you know, we don't really use all the time. I think we could substitute lonely, hurting, exhausted, weak, worn out, stressed. I think he's emphasizing a specific heart posture. 
you know, the religious people who act like they have it all together, they're actually weary too. But I think Jesus is saying, you have to admit that you're weary before I can really help you. Once you admit your weakness, then the help comes. Like James says, he opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. But Jesus did not just come for the white middle class. His invitation is clearly not just for people who are burdened because they've packed their lives full of activities. It is for those people, but it's also for those living under the weight of systematic oppression, for people living under the burden of cyclical poverty and just how tired they feel to try and keep things afloat and keep things together, provide for their family. His invitation extends to people living under a societal burden, one that they didn't create and can't just choose to unload. To those people who feel exhausted and trapped in an oppressive system, he says, come to me. The invitation isn't to get your life right, but in your mess, to run to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. See, Jesus is the only one who knows the pain that occurs from living in this world. He knows how to empathize with us. He is our great high priest, which means that he can enter into our world and he understands what it's like to feel weary, to feel burdened. He has felt weary and he has felt burdened. He has felt overwhelmed, especially hours before the cross and his cry before the father where he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where he, where he felt lost and lonely and betrayed. He's felt those emotions. And yet at the same time, simultaneously, he has the power to heal us from those emotions, those pains, those difficulties, those hard places that we find ourselves in. I love this. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me in your mess. Why? Because I'm the only one that can heal you in that space. Nothing else, no one else in the created order has the ability or the power to heal and strengthen and provide the hope and the longing that you have. So his invitation as the creator is come to me. And yet what I find is that when we're tired and when we're weary, and maybe just speaking for myself, I don't want to come to Jesus. I want to veg. I want to run from him. I want to run to things to try to suffice the thing that's inside. I want to run to Netflix. I want to run to social media. I want to just find myself numbed by the feelings that I have. But I find that when I do that on a consistent level over time, that my heart only finds its cry to be louder and stronger. And that's why I love this call to remember that he has all things and that he holds all things. The one that who just said, all things have been given to me by my father, that he is in control of everything and we can come to him. We don't need to hide from him. We can come in our mess knowing that he is the antidote. He is the prescription. He is what our souls need. And so I think for us, Stephen, for you, for me, we can't avoid the call to action here to come to Jesus. And so regardless of where we are, I think our invitation is to come to Jesus and to find hope and to find healing. See you next time.